think of the children? Look up idiot in the dictionary. You know what you'll find? A picture of me? No! The definition of the word idiot, which you fucking are! Oh, won't somebody please think of the children? Hey everyone, Spirited is not Elf. It's not Deadpool either. It is a musical. It is funny. Anything else? It's on Apple TV Plus. Where the hell is that? Christmas means carnage! Christmas means carnage! I think you can kiss your trade franchise goodbye. Hey everybody, welcome back to Kiss Your Franchise Goodbye. Another special episode, our final episode in our Troika of Christmas merriment, our whiskey flight of uh, holiday beverages, 2022's Spirited, a musical starring Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds, a take on the Dickens Classmas classic Christmas carol story, or as Jacob Marley, Michael Gambon reminds us, uh, the the Bill Murray movie with Bobcat Goldthwait. Yes, that. that's what this is. Um, I'm, I'm your host, Andy Wilson. Kit, you picked this, uh, and Brooke and Melissa, you are here as our other Christmas spirits. Uh, J.B. Flinders is... Uh, appearing only in the form of a pointing Christmas ghost, and we'll see if he ends up showing up in this episode or not. <laughs> uh, but otherwise, Christmas just assume he... Does that mean I can be alcohol? Because that's the only Christmas spirit I want to be. Hell yeah, yes. You can be, you can be yep. the ghost of Christmas spirits. Okay, that works for Please. me. I needed mm-hmm. alcohol to get through this fucking movie. <laughs> Kids. Tell me all about it. <laughs> this was this was your pick. Tell us tell us why you wanted to why you wanted to pick this movie Torture. as your sort of alternative uh, uh, Christmas film. I was thinking that this was a delightful you know romp through Christmas fun, but apparently <laughs> I underestimated the. Uh, the level of Christmas trauma that this group has been through. And... Some people do not like musicals. We need to remember that. I forgot I that like some musicals. people don't. I did not like this. I, I love musicals. Well, mo- not all of them, but I like musicals in general. This, no. Yeah. I thought I would be winning Christmas by, by bringing this to the group, but I am happy to be wrong. Actually, very excited to be wrong. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay, Kit. I love this movie too, so that's that's all right. But, that's, uh, but that means we've got a split decision. Um, Melissa Brooke, I don't know who wants to go first and tell us Melissa why this first. movie is terrible. So it started with the first song, which is just pretty terrible and they tried to do a song and dance thing that just felt like low energy and nobody cared so i was like okay we're off to a great start but i'm a cynic at chris well i'm a cynic in general but it's cynic at christmas especially so like if a if a christmas movie's really bad that might not bother me so much like i i went shopping for an ugly christmas sweater the other day and there was one with Santa on it and my friend was like, oh, you definitely don't want that because you hate Christmas. But it was Santa 
like against the backdrop of a um you know those perp shots when you when you go to jail oh nice yeah and it said breaking and entering but he was a criminal and i was like santa as a criminal i like that you know that's that's my christmas beat right there so like if a if a christmas movie's bad or makes christmas look bad then i'm for that but this one was just bad in general mostly like it had its moments but you know what i really hated about this movie was that there were better subplots than the main one and they focused on the main one that i didn't really give a shit about and 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 there were better ideas within the movie that would have made something that i might have liked does that make sense i i agree with that criticism wholeheartedly yeah. yeah. They chose yeah. the wrong focus, you know, like instead of focusing on on uh, what's his face and the present ghost, like it really like the fact that present ghost was um, Scrooge or like that's interesting. That's actually a neat plot twist that I was like really surprised at, but that would have made a better story. You know what I'm saying? Like he he was redeemed. He became the ghost of Christmas present and now he longs to be human again. That's a great story. Focus on that instead of Clint the cunt. You know what I'm saying? Like I just didn't want yes, that's what he is. That's what he is. He is see you next Tuesday. That man is despicable. And what the fuck happened to his empire? Did they even say after he died? Like he became present, he took Will Ferrell's place, and then what happened? Was there change in the world? Did things get better or only the ones he focuses on now that he's the ghost Christmas present? Do you understand what I'm saying? Like they dropped the mm-hmm. ball on things that were so much more interesting in favor of two superstars that they wanted to focus on. Yeah. And that they, they chose that, Portland. You know that night in um Indiana <laughs> Jones and the Last Crusade? They, he chose poorly. That's what they fucking did with this movie. Melissa, that sums up why I didn't like this movie is because I felt like it was this very arrogant, self-aggrandizing ploy to get Will Ferrell and fucking what's-his-name to do another movie together. It just I, I felt like I would have liked this movie more if they hadn't been in it. Yeah. <laughs> if they had cast two other yeah. people. And that's my main in the movie cast two people that we don't know and make this movie interesting instead of it being about those two just blowing up each other's egos more and i I actually agree with that yeah make the songs because you're right like him being screwed was so fucking interesting and the the plot of his sister um and the niece and these different things and like seeing how the effect could have this huge like bringing into to focus real life like social issues right now mm. super interesting they could have done so much with that and and just take the first song out altogether because it's like we're going to be a musical because we're going to be a musical because musicals are musicals and we're going to show the world that it's really a musical and it's like <laughs> <"That's>, no <laughs> but but i feel like if they had taken those two out the rest of the movie is really kind of clever yeah yeah, yeah, like, like Clint had his happy ending at the end. Who gives a fuck? Like, 
tell me yeah and this movie didn't know what it wanted to be like it it was a musical but then it went really fucking dark because a kid killed himself like right what the hell i mean seriously what what who wrote this like i i did they have an editor who was like that's fucking bonkers you can't do that in a christmas movie (laughs) yeah i don't know like it didn't know what it wanted to be it was like I wanted to show how delicate people getting canceled has real like power in the world. Okay, then show us how him dying. Show us how him dying helped the world. You know what I'm saying? Him not being in the world made it a better place. (laughs) No, I would not doubt that. But I wanted to see it. I wanted to see the improvement. Yeah, yeah. I and I was the... glad that they killed him right away. Like I liked that line of it. It. What did he say? Without consequences, there is no. Uh, right after he got hit by the car, I should have had the movie on again. But yeah. but I I liked that they killed him. I liked that he didn't get to just come back to life. And um, I thought that was that was good, <laughs> and that the kid didn't actually die. But I wish they would have showed us the depth and gravity of that and the impact of so how he had done so much wrong that it really was better that he was dead than redeemed. So one of the things that I actually really like about this movie is there, although it isn't explored enough, but there is this deep theme of like the idea like, am I redeemable, et cetera, et cetera. And near the very end, Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell are singing to each other about like how life is about putting in the work and like making good decisions every day. And like, that is my philosophy on life is that, yeah, the world is a shitty place but it's only shitty because somebody like woke up and chose violence today. Someone woke up and decided to be cynical. If everyone woke up and said, I am going to try to be the best person I can be and not make these easy cynical choices, then things would be so much better. But no, we all have to, we all have to be the comments section. We all have to one up each other. Um, we all have to tear each other down. And um, I do wish, like all of you had said, we could see that after effect more. Like, what is Octavia Spencer now doing? Assuming she then sort of takes over the Empire. And if she and Will Ferrell are like sort of steering it in a better direction and trying to make the world a better place. That's what I want to see. I want to see people making good choices and making the world a better place and not having it be about a redemption moment, just, you know, good people trying to do good things. And like Octavia Spencer is to me, the star of this movie. I think she yes. does a she does a way better job than anybody else and the the number one thing that bothered me through this entire movie the talk about 
uh, casting someone else in here, every single time they auto-tune Will Ferrell's voice, it like just a little shiver up my spine. And it's like, okay, obviously Will Ferrell can sing, but he's not a perfect singer. And rather than like hiring someone who is really good, they just ran it through Pro Tools a bunch of times and made the computer auto-correct his pitch and take off the edge of it. And there's not a better movie, a better metaphor for this movie than that that all of its rough edges are sanded down to be super slick and super appealing. And, you know, and, and here it is on Apple TV for you. And yeah, it just, it's uh, speaking of Apple TV, it's, it's, it's kind of funny because the story of this is kind of like the anti Ted Lasso where (laughs) Ted Lasso is the guy who is showing up and making good choices and putting in that work every day. And then we see the reverberations of that. Ted Lasso is the better Christmas story than this. If we're talking about, you know, the ripples of humanity and, um, and how we're making the world a better place. So um, while overall, I like this movie, (laughs) I do do have some problems with, I'm a sucker for musicals. I'm a sucker for sentimentality. I'm a sucker for jokes. I don't know. Um, This, this movie wins me over in a couple places, but I got some problems with it. So sorry. (laughs) Sorry, Melissa. Sorry, Brooke. You don't gotta be sorry. You, if you have bad, I already knew you had bad taste. So yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm like, is my picker broken? Like, am I am I just so like mainstreamed that that like I can't tell the difference anymore because like I just enjoy schlock, and it I might think, be. I, I I've watched a lot about- of Hallmark. <laughs> I think there's something magical about being able to enjoy it and not being so cynical and hateful that you, that you're just like, fuck off Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds. Like, and I, I think I said it before we started recording, like I tried to watch this several times when it first came out and I couldn't get into it. It just pissed me off so fucking bad. And I'm grateful. Like, I'm really glad that I watched it all the way through this time kit because I can see why people like it. Like, I can see what there is to like about it, and I'm glad that I finished it, and I'm glad that I got through it, because those those few points are pretty interesting, and I'm grateful to have watched them. Um, and I am glad to know people like you and Andy who can just sit down and enjoy it for what it is and see the good parts of it, because I feel like an asshole that I can't just sit down and fucking enjoy it. Um, well, but this is, I mean, this movie is not, it's not like this is universally loved. Or has a huge fan base. It it has only a seventy one percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and then on Metacritic, it, its overall score is a fifty five, and the user score is a six point two. This is straight down the middle. Like, ha- and and that is true. Like half the people I know who watch this are like this was lots of fun. I really liked it. Or this sucks. I hate it. 
so I just, it's, but most people, most people are like spirited. What's that? Oh, it's on Apple TV plus. What, what, what's that? Where do I get that? I'm not paying for that. Yeah. (laughs) I've never heard of this movie. So although I've obviously heard about Apple TV plus, because I'm a huge Ted Lasso fan. Um, and there's some other really good stuff on there. This is not amongst the good stuff. Like, I don't know. Right. I never well, they're just, it. yeah, they're just throwing money at stuff at, you know, putting more content on their platforms, which is what all these online, uh, all these streaming services are doing. And most of them are bad. That's uh, really interesting. This... Everyone that I know besides Melissa that's seen this has loved it. Oh, really? That I've talked to about it. So maybe I just know that other half of the people, but like, I legitimately will sit down and watch three Hallmark movies in a row at Christmas time because my mother raised me that way. And so I, I'm not all that picky when it comes to Hallmark. I just, I, the, the point that just really bothered me is that it seemed like it was just a way to make a movie about Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell and not about the story. Yeah. And it could have been a really good story. Yep. Well, they both got paid for this movie. They both got paid a lot for this movie. Uh, reportedly $30 million each. Jesus. Um, wow. Jesus. Well, for $30 million, I'd fucking be in this movie, and I hate it. Hell yes. I mean, I, I think they both had to do an extensive amount of tap dancing training. So, I mean, maybe they're just like, hey... If, if I've got to break my knees and hips for tap dancing in my 50s, then uh, you better back up the money truck. Yeah. And it's I, just, yeah. Go ahead. I feel like but this was very much about like branding, where like Ryan Reynolds had the brand to be Clint. The, you know, I don't know if he's, uh, I think Cunt is actually a pretty good descriptor. Um, about how he starts off in this movie. He's just a terrible person. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, he's he's kind of like, and I think maybe I like him because I have this compulsion where I will go for the joke every time, even if I don't know if it'll work. And like, so some of my jokes are just emphatically not funny. And it's like, oh, I should not have said that. I should have thought this through. <laughs> um, but he does that professionally, and it and it makes me a little bit like I could see how thinking about actual people in the world like that, you know, other than me who has a very small footprint in this world, would be kind of scary because it's like, oh yeah, this is this feels like somebody who's actually out there making the internet a worse place to live. Like, this is the type of person that is like, this is why I'm not on social media anymore. Um, and and I can I can see how that, like, as the person holding down a musical would be very difficult to watch if that, you know, really makes you angry. I think I have the ability to turn off, like, my, like, I can, I can go into the full suspension of disbelief as long as the story keeps clicking along. And I think because this was so slick, I just kind of kept like smiling and laughing at the jokes and like singing along with the songs. Um, 
And so it, it's like it knew how to kind of go past my critical defenses. I also think like the context in which I watched this movie the first time was being home, I think being homesick and watching a bunch of Hallmark movies and just being like, I need something slightly more like less Hallmarky. And I was like, okay, I'm going to give this a shot. And so like, you know, on, on enough NyQuil, everything seems great. Um, and, and so <laughs> did, did someone bring you chicken noodle soup, but pick all the chicken out of it. So it would be vegan. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, Uncle Owen. Anyway, <laughs> that was, that was great. Um, but like, as a former vegetarian, I totally thought that was hilarious because I've had people be like, "Oh, well, we made this this chicken casserole with cream of chicken soup, but we can just pick the chicken out; it'll be vegetarian." <laughs> I'll be like, "Yeah, sure, that'll be vegetarian. <laughs> Let me sure. go eat something yeah. that'll make me sick." Um, That's the whole point. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but so I, I think, you know, watching this, if I had watched this for the first time for the podcast where I'm automatically putting on like my, my movie critic social like awareness lens, it would have been a lot different than, you know, you know, lying on the couch with NyQuil and cookies um, and just in, you know, kind of getting to turn your brain off. So I think because I, maybe can do that because that's, I guess, I don't know. It's funny. That is definitely not how we were raised. So I guess that's my rebellion against how we were raised. <laughs> just mm -hmm. like, watch everything with a critical lens. Think about how this affects society. And I'm just like, it's a movie musical about Christmas starring Deadpool and that guy from Saturday night live, who is a cheerleader. I'm, I'm there for it. <laughs> um, so. The, here's the hey. other thing like as I was watching this and one of the other reasons why I like it so much I think Clint is right oh yeah I think I think he his view of the world is yes it's cynical but this is a cynical world he he is describing the you know the way that our world works and he's like I'm just trying to navigate it and yeah, he's being a total butthole about it, but he's not wrong. Yeah. And and I think that's what that's what makes him work. And like the the question, oh, is he irredeemable? It's like no. I think the problem is our world is irredeemable unless unless we all choose to wake up and you know try to be a better person every day. And, um, but that it hits that, like that exact point for me between like cynicism and optimism where I sort of live. And, and so that really works for me as well. Yeah. But I think you're, oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. Go ahead, Rick. Oh, I was going to say, I think you're right on that. I think that I did I hated, I guess, someone who's been a boss before. I hated the way that he kept trying to take over. Um, but I didn't disagree with what he was saying. And I, you said something really interesting, Kit, that you're, you're a person who always tries to go for the joke. Um, I think maybe that's why this movie was triggering to me is because 
that is my kid and her dad. They will, oh, and and the most common thing that I say to my kid, like on a daily or weekly or monthly basis is um, it's more important to be kind than it is to be funny. And like, this is something that I've been working my whole life on getting her to understand is that sometimes it is absolutely appropriate to be as funny as you want to be, regardless of what the outcome is. And sometimes it's more important not to be. And I think maybe this movie was like bringing out all of that mom anxiety of me of be like, could he just not be a dick for a minute? And I think maybe that, that played into this for me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I can totally see that because I, you know, when I'm putting on my, my teacher and auntie hat, I'm a hundred percent like, it's so much more important to be kind like than it is to be funny. Um, like our, we recently had Thanksgiving with my cousin who's, who's, you know, kind of a big shot and kind of a, a cynical butthole, but also very funny and very kind in real life. Um, but he's telling a story about how he got clear and made a joke that, you know, to his six-year-old that's like, oh, we don't wait in line like the peasants. And, you know, something that he meant is funny. And then his six-year-old repeats it in the airport. (laughs) And I'm just like, oh, man, you just ruined, like, 20 people's day (laughs) by going for the joke. And, like, in a movie, it'd be hilarious. But in real life, I'm like, oh, wow, what a dick. Um, So I think, you know that and i and i do like i understand the the level of impulsivity where your mouth just opens and it it's like oh i didn't even think before i said that that was that was adhd at its worst man um which is probably my worst symptom of adhd is the the vault like the vocal hyperactivity so sorry i was i'm actually trying not to talk today guys um uh, so. okay we don't want that we're all good Good. We want you to um, talk. Yes, we want you to talk. This is your movie, so um, yeah. And and I I still I still like this movie. It's got yeah. problems, but I like it. So. Oh yeah, I yeah. I did um, like part of the movie. Oh, you did tell us. I did, I did like the Good Afternoon song. Oh, so yes, <laughs> that, that I the liked. Best part of the movie. Yeah, it's the best part of the movie. Uh, it can't yeah. redeem the movie in my eyes, but I enjoyed that a lot because it's so ridiculous, you know, like that that would have been an insult um, in Victorian times. But but still, I I really enjoyed that. And now, like I'm I I'm not going to be able to say good afternoon to anyone the same way without like smirking or something, you know. Mm-hmm. It'd be weird. It's the it's the best, and that that entire scene is. They, it's like everybody's getting in on it, and um, the the other thing that I really noticed and that I I really like about this movie, there was a lot of racial diversity in that Victorian England scene. Mm-hmm. It's like it's cool. They're like, this is a fantasy. We know this isn't the case, but that's okay. There are black people in this Dickensian thing. Why? Because we said so. And they don't have to make a big deal about it. It's just there are there are people of color who are here and inhabit this world. 
and that's cool. I think that's uh, in a movie that that is very white forward. Um, it's it's still good that like they're uh, they're doing something and not feeling the need to like make any sort of commentary on it. It's just like this is the way it is, and it's cool. Um, the other thing I don't know if any of you have seen the new movie, The Holdovers. The new Alexander Payne movie with Paul Giamatti. Not yet. Um, they're one of the kids who is okay. Minor spoilers for the holdovers. Uh, there's a group of kids that are staying behind at this fancy prep school in outside of Boston. And one of them is supposed to be a little Mormon kid from Provo which tickled several of, uh, of us quite a bit. And we have a long uh, uh, group chat between several of us, uh, Tim Fuexennials talking about this movie. Um, and that kid was also the street urchin in the good afternoon scene. And um, yeah. So it's like, Hey, it's little Mormon kid. So that was, Good uh, afternoon. that was fun. Good afternoon. Which, you know, think, does sound like swearing in Provo, Utah. It does. That is very much. I'm I sure almost, you could. I almost I'm, logged off because I was so offended. <gasps> hey, the ghost of Christmas yet to be is here and he's not just pointing. Yay. Welcome. Yay. It's, the best, it's the best Mussolini and Seacrest I could do for all of you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, JB. Uh, yeah. We're we're split. Um, Brooke and Melissa, no likey. Me and Kit, likey. Where do you come down on Spirited? It's, I, it's one of those where I like it in concept, but I just, I I will probably side with you guys because I do like it. I just wanted it to be shorter because I felt like they added. Oh, a that is stuff. true. They that felt is like they added, true. Yeah, I felt like they it's added really a bunch. It's long. Of stuff. Yeah, it's way too long. Um, like, you know, I'm an hour in going, okay, when does this wrap up? Right. Cause the story is only really an hour 15, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that was the only thing I didn't like about it is it, it was a little too, what would you say? Self aggrandizing, like a little too. That was my exact word before you got on. Actually. Was it really? Yeah. Cause yes. that's, it's a, it's a little too much. Hey, look at us. We're so talented. And, but I love that they really tried, like they, you know, they really, they really did bust their butt to sing and dance and do stuff in it. But yeah, it's, it's a little too full of itself, a little too long, but I would probably still go in your camp, Andy and Kit in that it's, it's emphasis it's on it. camp. It's, it's worth it enough. Oh. To add it. Yeah. Is it, is it white Christmas or, you know, some of the more, yeah, the Scrooged, right? No, but um yes the bill murray movie yeah did they did they at least try to do something new for christmas i i thought they did but um more more octavia spencer less self-aggrandizing uh musical numbers and i would you'd have me more yeah yeah i'm just glad there weren't as many anorexic people in this as in white christmas 
Yeah, that was yeah. her waist still is like, what is wrong with this her, poor woman? It's <laughs> like, I'm going to cut myself on that clavicle. You like 14 so. inch waist. Like, no wonder you can pick her up and carry her upstairs. Like, that's cheating. <laughs> that is a good point, kid. <laughs> yeah. This, this movie very much has that, like, hat, hat on a hat sort of, like, um, the. It's weirdly meta. Yeah, it's weirdly meta, but yeah. not in a free guy good meta kind of way, if that makes sense. Right, right, right. Uh, the producer of the first season of Aqua Teen Hunger Force, when they came in and brought him the pitch for what the pilot was going to be, he said, he said, boys, that sounds great, but that sounds like 10 pounds of shit in a five-gallon hat. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, that's. Um, I never, I never thought we'd get an Aqua Teen Hunger Force shout out on this podcast. So well done, Andy. That's just uh, that has stuck with me as someone who like tries to think about like simplifying storylines and not making things like too complicated because this that's obviously what happened the they had almost unlimited budget to do whatever they wanted with this and so it just ballooned and ballooned and rather than you know making a lot of choices um they threw you know they threw it all in yeah. although ironically they didn't if you stick around through the credits uh they did cut one musical number um and it is in the credits um and it was pretty good, but it's like, you know, there are three more of these right. that probably also could have gone by the wayside. I felt like the joke to Marley about doing the songs anyway and having one more song became a joke that they were playing on us. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. And and they they point out at the beginning, they're like, wait, are, is this a musical? We're doing a musical. And I feel like it it made it it's it's like schrodinger's meta it's like it's both it's both acknowledging the thing that might be annoying but also saying yeah but isn't it great and it's like wait are we supposed to ironically like this or are we supposed to just like this and um our our friends roy fillmore and john madsen uh also talked about this movie recently and um they made a really good point that that i agree with that this would have just been better if they would have just been like straight up like yes this is a musical no we're not winking at anybody just go with it and everybody agrees that this is fun and it's yeah. okay and you don't need to be like oh another musical number oh why are why all this singing and dancing it's like you know like Muppet Christmas Carol works mm-hmm. because everybody just is in on it and everybody's fine with all the singing and dancing and even Scrooge gets a song. So, you know, it, it goes back to one of my questions that I always ask is, are we, you know, cause we've talked about this with like Moulin Rouge and Chicago and those are, are we past musicals? No. Like on the on the screen, like because the big musicals are 
Taylor Swift and Beyonce, right? Like, I, I don't mean, I don't mean, are we past them as um, audience goers, but are we past them in remembering what made musicals good and not being able musicals. to replicate it? Yeah. Um, mm. Cause that's, I, I mean, I feel like, like the, the musicals, like we've talked about, you know, the, the singing in the rains and, and Brigadoons and all those, I mean, those are, those are musicals based around the musical, not the musical as the joke. Right. And I don't know. I, I just wonder if we're like one generation past where people remember how to make, it's like we talked about Andy music videos. Like there used to be people who only made music videos and they were great at it. Right. And there was depth and clarity to why you made them. And now it's like people just throw music videos onto a screen. So, I mean, I mean, I guess that's the question is, has, have people lost the touch of a musical? Absolutely not. They just do them on Broadway. They don't put them. Right. On that's what I mean. Like, how do we not be able to, like, I haven't seen the waitress. Um, I wanted to see that today. Yeah. That comes out soon. Yeah. yeah. The, the girls went and saw yeah. it and they said it was good, but they also like, you know, Sarah's music. So, I mean, that's what I was wondering, Melissa, like musicals are great still mm -hmm. on stage, but we just struggle to bring them to the screen without you know wink wink elbow elbow hey ryan reynolds is singing you know I you know, know i think i think that's an interesting question because in waitress they didn't make it a movie they just put the theater production on screen right, right? from what i understand they haven't really like reinvented it as a movie they're just showing us the play which is That's part of why I really want to go and see it today. Um, but it's also this, I think musicals, like the, the music of that musical itself has been like one of the most motivating or empowering things of the last five years for me into remembering who I am and trying to make sure that I stay loyal to that. And I, I think that as a, people like <laughs> if we could just get away from instagram a little bit and go back to making things that are about the message and not about the person that maybe we could get people who would make musicals again in a way that was impactful and not just on broadway well i'm so going to cue this up for kit because i want to point out that the music here is by Pasek and Paul, who also did um, Dear Evan Hansen and La La Land and uh, The Greatest Showman. And those, uh, to varying degrees, have been successful or failed. And I th I mean, this is very much a Pasek and Paul production. Um, Kit, where do you come down? Like, are we post-musical or are we actually in like a, a golden age of musicals so i have i have differing opinions because i love the theater like it was something that was just like so integral to my identity as a teenager like i barely spoke before i took drama class and then i just became this ridiculous person that you now know um and like 
I personally love a good movie musical because I can't afford to watch a Broadway or touring production anymore. Like I used to be able to, you know, find $20 play tickets. And as much as I love the idea of everybody making a living wage, it, it really hurts me to be like, I had I used all of my Christmas and birthday money for a year and a half to go see Hamilton in Chicago and it was totally worth it it was amazing and I agree that it's like I love the movie musicals where they just take the Broadway musical and film it really well and capture the sound really well because that was my biggest complaint about Les Mis where I never watched it because I went when I listened to it it sounded so terrible like there was so much air and like and just like poor sound production that i was like i can't even listen to these people who can't sing sing like because it's it hasn't been refinished at all but it's like why would you put people who can't sing other than anne hathaway and hugh jackman on the screen and ask them to do something that they're not trained to do. Like musical theater is its own creature. But I also feel like, you know, I I judge musicals in a very Buffy the musical sort of way where I have Anya in my head saying like, would you say it's a breakaway pop hit or more of a book number? And so like when you get these like Pazic and Paul, they do have the breakaway pop hits than the songs that like I'm going to want to listen to tomorrow, like like Good Afternoon. I actually had it stuck in my head the other day. And so I queued this up uh, and like end my musical mix on YouTube music because that's my platform. And I I really enjoyed it. And it's funny because I have I think I've listened to Waitress once and I, I need to go back and give it a better chance, but I just didn't quite get it. And so I'm looking forward to seeing it because I feel like movie musicals make musical theater much more accessible to people who, you know, are just quote unquote normal people. Like I cannot afford to go see Waitress on Broadway or Hamilton on Broadway, but I love that they're on streaming services and that I can, you yeah. know, see something really great. Um, and like, I, I don't love Dear Evan Hansen the way that I think Andy does, but I think- I, I music... like the stage version. I think the movie is, oh, you wow. Mean, you mean Dear so Evan many Hansen, problems. Dear Evan Hansen's grandpa or whatever the main yeah. character is? Yeah. <laughs> that one they're like we need this guy from pitch perfect because he was the original dude who's um, the oldest guy that doesn't look like he'd be in a high school that's him get him in whereas, the book. whereas let's digitally de-age him and pretend yeah just put harrison ford in it next time i just i want you know but it's like when they make the book of mormon musical movie i would be very happy if they de-age josh gad that would make me delighted. Oh, I was um, hoping you were going to have them age Joseph Smith to be in the room. I was like, wait. No, no. I just, Bring him back. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> His particular, I would watch like, that version, Kit. That version that you have is awesome. <laughs> I'm all over that one. 
but it's like I'm waiting for you know Henson to make Avenue Q, and it's really disappointed me that we've gotten some really crappy you know movie musicals, and and it's like we've had Avenue some good Q. ones though. Like I, in the yeah. Heights was oh, really good, and it was very polished. Which I was actually yeah. like, wow, they put a lot of money into this when they could have just done it like Hamilton, and I would yep. have been happy. Whereas like. I I finally broke down and watched um, what was it the Sondheim racist version of In the Heights, West Side Story, um, <laughs> and it, and it was just oozing money and it and it was like okay I can see why this ran on Broadway for years but I just I think watching it after In the Heights and being more cynical I'm like I think this this you know movie has aged out of being something that I want to watch because um, it's problematic nature is too problematic and I say that as somebody where like I chose the Beatles over Sondheim like those were my two top picks for this year to make you guys sit through and I I was like I'm going to choose the Beatles just because I think the, the cast will enjoy it more um because I grew up Happy with baby. Into the Woods being my very favorite thing in the whole wide world. But that said, I'm going to watch the PBS version with Chip Zine yes. and Joanna Gleason five times before I watch the version with Meryl Streep. Even though it was funny, it just it wasn't as good. So uh, we, we could do a whole podcast on all the problems with Into the Woods. Oh, yeah. Maybe we should someday. Yeah, yeah, maybe maybe my next birthday. We'll see. Um, yeah, but I and so it's like I think that that musicals are are not dead, and I think that the the movie musical is trying very hard to be more wink and meta. Like this one to me actually felt like the the Buffy musical, where it's like, oh no, the narrative has got us again, and now we have to sing and dance. Um, but. Uh, I think I'm the only one that read red shirts. So I'm the only one that makes jokes about the narrative taking over um, and, and like taking the story in directions that are like, Oh really? Okay. Uh, but uh, I appreciate you guys kind of digging into the, the problematic nature of, of this movie. Cause I agree. Like, I was an hour in the first time I watched it and I like got up to go to the bathroom. Like this has got to be almost over. <laughs> it seems like it's still it's in like not. the mid second act. <laughs> yep. I'm like, there's an hour and a half left. Yeah. It's still. I'm going to, I'm going to need some Melissa, diet Coke for this. Yeah. <laughs> Melissa, how did, how did you react when it looked like the movie was over? And then there was another musical. <laughs> Not another musical number. Two more. Cursed. I think I might have cursed Kit just a little. Just a little. That's just fair. A little. And, and you know what? You know I love you, Kit. But uh, we can. Well, I'm we fairly can, certain we you told us how you were feeling about it in the chat. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I think I did. I was like, I thought this movie was over. <laughs> and when you oh, put that yeah. in there, I was like, you are my soul sister, and I love you. And thank you I, for hating I, it the I, way I, I did. I was feeling so snarky that it's like, there's one after that too. <laughs> 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 I did, I did like suffer through the end credits musical number as well. Just yeah. 
just to have the sleepy so that did not help because you know when you're sleepy you want to go to bed you get cranky you know like i didn't even stay up to watch saturday night live which i unlike most people i still mostly enjoy that show and kate mckinnon my girlfriend was on there last night like I was like, I got to watch, but I was so tired. And the, and when I'm tired, I'm cranky. But then I had to watch this. So I was like double cranky. You know what I mean? <laughs> Completely uh, understandable. This, this is I not, mean, yeah. Ugh. Unless you have NyQuil and cookies, this is not a movie to watch when you're sleepy. Yeah. Or ever. Really. <laughs> I was waiting for that. Or awake. <laughs> or ever. Yeah. Okay. One of these days, we'll have to get a list of everybody's like five favorite musicals. And because I, I, Ooh, that I'm, would be fun. I, to your point, Kit, I don't think any of mine would be post 1978. Oh, wow. Just because I don't, I think musicals have just been fairly mediocre. And I mean, I'm, you know, and not, not because they're bad per se. I just think, I mean, you know, I don't want to be the old guy yelling at clouds, but that's a very I mean, bold statement. You can't, you can't beat singing in the rain. Like yes, there is can. no, there is no better musical than singing in the rain. Right. And, and none of them certainly since 1988. So, uh, but again, and that's where it'd be interesting to see where the paradigms differ. Right. Cause I grew up on old musicals and, does that change how I view these? I still liked Spirited, like you said. I I really enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, it, well, two and a half hours of a musical for anybody. It's it's like, um, what well, <laughs> what's the old musical that's that long where it's just like number after number and um, I'll have to remember. White but Christmas. It, no, that was only <laughs> like an hour. That's an hour thirty eight, I think. Really, uh, it felt pretty, longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because well, you, you didn't walk around the woodshed three times, Kit. That was your sure. problem. You, you didn't hurt your leg. Um, now, anyway, but but yeah, I mean, um, maybe that's part of it is the pontification of the musical where we don't just get right to the story like we used to. And Meet Me in St. Louis is two hours. Oh, yeah. I'm, yeah. It's not The King and I. It's another one, though. Brooke, I'll have to find it. But yeah, I would be really interested to see how we all ranked our musicals and I mean, Kit, like, dude, we'd have to talk about, do we count like the Beatles movies? Right. Or, or some of the, like Andy would be like, song remains the same. It's like, well, that's kind of a musical. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's like our, our movies about making music, like, I don't know if almost famous counts as one. Cause I can't remember. Yeah, see, that's a great, right. Yeah. Like, is that, is that a new musical or, but it's like rock of ages is, definitely a musical where but it's i think it's because they're they're singing about making music and so it becomes very meta yeah Um, but it's also john carney movies are those musicals or are they you know once begin again for and son can we can we nominate taylor swift or beyonce for an oscar for best song and like i don't think i don't think we can but per I the rules, see. no. But yeah, because yeah. it has to be written for a movie specifically, and none yeah. of theirs were. So yeah. Anyway, so the but the Taylor Swift song in Cats was eligible for oh an Oscar. Oh my gosh! Nothing should have been eligible from that movie. Yeah, Cats should have just I not mean, been made. eligible, but not. 
But like to me, I think like this movie kind of captured that blame Canada silliness, and so I was willing to put up with a lot from it. Um, you know, because Blame Canada was nominated for an Oscar, quite rightfully so. And the the number that I watched from the Oscars was hilarious. Yeah, it's very good. Um, but I I think that, you know, again, like I'm willing to put up with a lot more from my musicals and my Marvel movies and stuff. But I do want them to bring back the like, let's go out to the lobby intermission. Because like hey, I, had to get up and, I had to get up and pee like two times during Taylor Swift and at least once during most Marvel movies. And so it's just like. I, I'm like, if you're going to make me sit in this theater for three hours, you need to let me know when to go to the bathroom. Uh, yeah. So. I, I will just point out, I think there might be a little bit of a generational divide, too, because my kids love um, Tick, Tick, Boom. They love uh, In the Heights. They love Hamilton. So good. And... You know, they're very much in – I mean, my my younger kid is obsessed with this um, L.A.-based musical theater group called Star Kid that puts out these musicals, like, every year. And you wouldn't – you I mean, unless you're on YouTube and watching them, you wouldn't know about them. But they're, like, surprisingly good. And – so there is like musical theater content out there that like is reverberating with people, but I think it's just, I don't know. Is it, is it us? Are we the problem? In the hype is so good. I just, I think that a lot of movie, like a lot of good musicals are inaccessible. Like unless they, take on somebody like Andrew Garfield in Tick, Tick, Boom, which I I have been saving, like hoarding, you know, candy in the basement um, for, you know, oh. a, a rainy day. And I don't know why I've been doing that. I think it was Do yourself a favor was... and watch it. Bradley yeah. Whitford plays Stephen Sondheim. It's <gasps> wonderful. Oh, yes. <laughs> you know, he's only in a couple of scenes, but it's, yeah, yeah, it's great. Would you say it yeah. was more of a breakaway pop hit or a uh, a book number? It's more of a book number, really. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway. But it's Spider-Man. It's Spider-Man and Josh Lyman talking about musicals. So, you know. Yeah. It, no, that sounds it wonderful. checks off a lot of my boxes. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, my kids love Tick, Tick, Boom. They love In the Heights. So, you know, I don't know. I think uh, – but, JB, I think you're you, – you are right in a lot of ways in the, like – they don't make them like they used to. And when they do, when they do spend, when they spend $200 million to make them, they end up being too slick and not working correctly. Case in point spirited, case in point into the woods, my favorite musical, which they ruined stupid yeah. Disney. Um, yeah. Uh, well, actually two thirds of that movie is great. And then, did and then we won't talk about other pieces and how they messed it up because I'll just go down the rabbit hole. But anyway, anyway, um, yeah, uh, you you are correct though, and I think that 
the fact that there just isn't the machinery to make these on a regular basis anymore. Um, and, and yeah, and, and certainly not a lot is coming to the, to the level of your, uh, singing in the rain or Mary Poppins or, um, or those, those classics from the, from the fifties and sixties. And I don't know, maybe, maybe in the same way that like, we don't make Westerns the same way. And, you know, 10 years from now, they'll probably be like, man, there hasn't been a great superhero movie since Avengers Endgame, huh? And we're like, yeah, that was kind of the high watermark, wasn't it? And, you know, things change and, and that's okay. Um, we'll move on to the next thing. Yeah. So, um, anything else we want to say about Spirited? I would, I would like to say that I like that it captured the zeitgeist of the, you know, early 2020s. Absolutely. The, the number about Christmas trees and how, like, you can use anything to be divisive. Not as good as Good Afternoon in any way, shape, or form, but, like what it said about our our culture and it just i found that i find it delightful and so when when melissa was like oh god the first number i'm like how can you not like the christmas tree song but i realized that's that, the know, first number there's two more songs before that yeah and I, I feel like they they should have just like cut to that um because yeah i think they definitely uh should have cut some of their darlings in this movie because it was way too long. It should have been less than two hours. And I say that as someone who loves this movie very much. I have to pause it and turn it off like one or two times to get up and like walk around. Two and a half fucking hours. Yeah. That's a really long time. Yeah. True facts. So this this movie should have been an hour 40 tops. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so... Got to unfortunately cut out a lot, a lot of those activities. musical numbers. Yeah. I can't do most of my favorite activities for two and a half hours. I'm very dedicated. Yeah. So there we go. Um, let's talk about the box office of this movie. It had no box office because it went straight to Apple TV plus. So no box office. <laughs> uh, that being said, Studio notes. How would we fix this? I think we've been we've been throwing some things out there, but yeah, recast anything. Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds as as normal people, so we can just enjoy the movie. Do you do you have anyone who you could think of, or is it just like unknown Broadway actor who we'd bring in to do this? I should have thought that through better. I think if you want someone as snarky as Ryan Reynolds, you got to go with like Andrew Garfield because you still need someone who's a name to get someone to watch a streaming Christmas musical, I think. Um, unless you're specifically like putting it on Hallmark Channel. So maybe they could have got some Hallmark Channel actors that I never know their names. They're just like vague pre people. It's like, oh, it's that person. Um, yeah. Have you guys watched... Uh... Uh, lessons in chemistry. No, not yet. Also no. on Apple TV. I think you could have put the the main guy from that show as Ryan Reynolds' character, and he would have done a really good job. Ooh, I'm gonna have to watch this now. 
Yeah. And I don't know who um, does, does Killian Murphy sing. I like him in everything he does, pretty much. I, why am I blanking on the guy's name, Andrew Rennell, who oh, was yeah. the original Elder Price in Book of Mormon? I mean, he's 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 basically like a Ryan Reynolds clone, but he can sing better. Um, I I think Ryan Reynolds like fits this part really well. I thought it was Will Ferrell who was yeah miscast. Um, they they cast him just for the elf joke, is what I thought. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly. You look one, stupid. Was, yeah, it was one joke, and it was like, oh, that's why he's here, and that was it. That, that you is could what have put Matthew like. Broderick in his. In Will Ferrell's role, Ooh, that would have been interesting. Or Josh Gad. Roderick would have been good. Or Josh Gad. Danny DeVito, um, go right at it. Ooh. It just, oh my goodness. Bill Murray. It's so, it's Ooh, so much watching their their Instagram reels where they sing together, like Ryan and and Will Ferrell. Just like it just felt like they decided to make the Instagram reel into a two and a half hour movie. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah, and that's the thing is I like them just singing on Instagram reels with no no auto-tune, no production. It's like he can obviously sing okay. There's no need to like just live with it. If you're going to cast Will Ferrell, just live with the fact that he's not going to be able to hit those notes. Yeah. It's like when they put um, uh, What's-Her-Name as Alphaba in Wicked – they um Anna Gasteyer. They rewrote some of the songs so she didn't have to hit some of those notes. And that's Where are fine. We getting that movie. Like Oh, that's a good question. When Because it's like it was in production and then COVID killed it. And so it's like I feel like they're gonna twenty twenty four. Twenty twenty four? Finally. Yeah, 2024, November 27th. So a year from now, uh, we will, uh, you know, barring any any other problems. So. Uh, well, you just yeah. jinxed it. Thanks. Yeah. Well, yeah, way to you know. way to bring back another Omicron, Andy. Nice work. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot. Now we're going to get like Zendicron. Uh, my or... nose was running for a reason, and now I know why. Oedipus Rexacron and uh, what is Reconnect that? Sponsor the us. Megatron. Um, Megatron. I can't remember the name of that. Like that uh, guy who was the the bad guy or the ultimate transformer. Omicron. Like... Yeah, it's Omicron. Orson Welles planet. Orson Welles. Yeah, that was Omicron, wasn't it? Omicron. <laughs> yeah, Omicron was the Orson Welles. I just let's call it Citizen Canacron. That's all. Rose Buttercron. There you go. Nice. Where we don't we know were, why we're dying. We it's were like... fine till the sled. Always <laughs> 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 the sled. Yeah. But I, I think there's there's definitely like a place for the for these movie musicals, and that's one of the things I love about Christmas is like. The magic of like watching an old Danny Kaye musical, yeah. and like when my mother-in-law is like, "We should watch Red Buttons," and I'm I'm watching it and going like, "This is problematic, but it's also kind of magical." Um, yeah. And and so like, there's definitely a spirit to those older musicals that I think is missing 
in the production values of our of our new like digital age but i also think that there's a place for these like for movie musicals but not one, not two and a half hours of them like, <laughs> i like how it all it really is the studio note right it's yeah take, take the it. take the self-glorification down a little bit change a couple yeah. cast members and just cut 45 yeah. minutes and you really have a a, a very unique you know re retelling of a good old-fashioned musical i i like yeah. that kid i mean that's that's and, really well, and melissa Melissa said it really interestingly where it's like the the subplots like, you know, what's happening with Octavia Spencer and the fact that he used to be yeah. Scrooge. It's like, yeah, those are the interesting parts of this. Like not the big production, but those like smaller like character development type things. So you yeah. keep good afternoon and then you kind of like trim everything else. Yeah, I think that the the attempt to make the Scrooge thing this like mystery box thing where like, oh, it's a big reveal and it's a it's a twist. And like, you know, if if we'd have just known that from the very beginning, I don't think this movie loses that much. And if we recenter it on that moral dilemma, then this movie becomes, I don't know, a little more relatable um and and maybe a little less slick so hmm. yeah yeah i agree um any other specific studio notes melissa are we gonna get a just don't make it from you or... <laughs> i i think you have to scrap what you have because there's potential here and i think that's why i so hate this movie is because they squandered all that potential you know there were some interesting storylines and they instead they wanted to make it the ryan and will show and that sucked so mm -hmm. my advice would be to go back to the drawing board and look at the good stuff that's interesting and go from there because it, this could have been good you know, it had potential. Just find a way yeah. to leave in the good afternoon song and you would have had it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I also think this movie needs a much better title. I don't know what spirited is or why it fits this movie. It's a generic title that could fit any Christmas movie and and the way that they packaged them up with like the red and green outfits and it looks like they're ice skating it's like what what is this is this is this an ice skating movie is this, is this <laughs> blades of glory fun. 2 blades of glory 2 would have been awesome with music christmas ice skating music blades of christmas Farrell. past ooh yeah. Ooh. Yeah, it's like they oh. could have pulled this apart and made three different good musicals and then mm -hmm. that were shorter. Or a um, really long Chili's commercial. <laughs> 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 and then at the end, Michael Gambon's like, all right, everyone, let's go get some chili. <laughs> <laughs> Time for some ribs of Christmas past. Anyway. Yeah. So my main studio note was that I largely disliked the costuming in this. 
And I say that as someone who uh, loves like Victorian style and steampunk. Right. It's like when you color block anybody and me and it meets at the, you know, the bottom of your ribs, you're just making everyone look fat. And, <laughs> and it's like, this is what? my favorite studio note of all time. <laughs> walking with Kit. This is great. <laughs> it's just not flattering. And so it's like, could you... awesome. yeah, it's like, I liked the quilted. I liked the, the fabric choices. I was like, just be one color. Yeah. Just be one color. Like yeah. the, the color blocking just looked so stupid. And yeah. I'm like, there's not even like something in fashion to refer it back to that like oh this is like you know something that they really did in the 50s so that brings this musical back and it's like no you just took victorian fashion and made it like really unflattering on everybody even ryan reynolds like in good afternoon his vest is like two inches too short and i was like those abs make him look fat and i'm like nobody with abs like that should ever look wide so yeah their costume designer gets a kick in the ass from me. There you go. Do better. Yeah, do better. Do better. <laughs> uh, I, I'll, I, got, shout out. I got nothing after shout that. That's a win. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's it. <laughs> shout out to the guy who showed up at the Christmas party in the heat miser costume. Oh, oh yeah. hell yeah! Very disappointed though that there was not a, an associated uh, snow miser costume. Well, we can't. So we can't have it all. That's a fail. No, yeah, we can't have it all. So, no. um, instead, we got the the buddy the elf joke. Yeah. Okay. Any other final studio notes? <laughs> I'm gonna go back and watch it and just make fun of the color blocking now. Thank you, kid. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah fuck this, fuck this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Make me change okay. my vote. <laughs> uh, best one-liners or quotes from this movie. This does have some good lines in it. I can't lie. It did. I mean, you've yeah. been Christmas Carol, bitches. You've been Christmas Carol. <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. Awesome. I mean, those of us who have ever caroled from door to door, that would be hilarious to just roll out a carol and then. And Carol's bitch, and then just run up. The <laughs> so anyway, mine might be that the combination of Mussolini and Seacrest is is pretty accurate too. But it might be the Carol's for me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying uh, to find the one that I was referencing earlier, and I can't. It, it's the last line that he says to him when he says, "Why can't you like when he's like I'm dead." I don't get to be alive and uh, yeah no. I like the I think I like the like well how much longer did you live oh three weeks it's like really yeah the leading cause of death was January <laughs> <laughs> That's true. as someone who gets a lot of colds I I was delighted by that yeah that was pretty great um I do like the response to um, to Clint. So persuasive, kind of makes you want to push an old lady down a flight of stairs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is pretty funny. <laughs> uh, 
I like as long as you. Stupid. Oh, sorry, no. JP. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was like, I like that you look stupid. No, you look stupid. It cracks me up. I'm just trying to see. Brooke, did you Brooke, find did yours? You find, find that quote. He, he talks about how like it can't. If it doesn't have consequences, it doesn't mean anything. Do you know what yeah. line I'm saying? That that yeah. one yeah. last line, and he, and then he's like, okay. And I loved that. I thought that that was like the only thing that made this fucking movie worth getting to the end of was that line. <laughs> so I I should have written it down, and I apologize that I didn't. But I loved that line. And other than that, I guess the only quote I would have is "Good afternoon." Good to afternoon. this to this movie. Well, good afternoon to quote. this movie. Yeah. Melissa, I have a specific question for you. I think in terms of a studio note, would it have been better to be able to see Ryan Reynolds' life after this if he hadn't died and we got to see like good consequences of him in the world? Should he have yes. been allowed to live? I already yes. I already said that earlier. Like, what happened to his company? Did they change course? Did they try and create unity instead of division? Like, what the fuck happened? So yeah. that, that begs the question, if they make a, a sequel, would you watch it? Stop it. To find out. Stop it. If, if that's the focus, I might. Yeah. But it couldn't be. Because he's dead. <laughs> If it's just <laughs> Octavia Spencer, then, oh, yeah. then yes. If it's Octavia Spencer focused, then yes, I'm in yeah. it. Yeah. I'm in it. But then that means you have to have Will Ferrell unless they kill him off. That's fine. I mean, yeah. he can be in it. I just, I don't, don't auto tune him and, you know, no more health jokes. Have, have her be the, yeah. Health jokes would be fine. He's like, no elf jokes, but also no health jokes. <laughs> Color blocking jokes, yes. Elf jokes, no. <laughs> you know what? My well, I forgot that in favorite lines. I think I have moderate to severe Crohn's disease. <laughs> I totally forgot that. One. That's great. The advertisement. <laughs> That's exactly what happens when you watch those commercials. It's like, I have everything. I can't. <laughs> this is all going to happen soon. Yeah. They shouldn't be allowed to advertise drugs just like in Europe. They, they don't let them nope. have, yeah. do it here either. I think one of my bigger problems with this movie that I forgot to bring up, and I'm, I'm saying it just because I think it's going to lead into the question you're going to ask soon, if not next. All right. I, it really pissed me off that this isn't a movie that I would have been comfortable showing my kid. Really? Oh, interesting. Yeah, because the, the like, there's enough grown-up content out there that I don't need it to be part of a slimy, slutty Christmas movie. <laughs> and it pissed me off. Andy, we found your new title. Way. Forget spirited. <laughs> it's slimy, slimy, slutty, slutty Christmas, Christmas movie. <laughs> That's great, Brooke. <laughs> it made me really frustrated because if I'm going to watch a Christmas movie, whether it's for the podcast or for any reason, I want to be able to do it with my kid. I'm not watching Christmas movies solely for myself most of the time. And the fact that I felt just really grossed out and uncomfortable by a lot of the jokes and a lot of the different content of this movie made it really frustrating to me. Interesting. 
Yeah, yeah. that's very interesting. I would I'm kind of glad they I did that it. now, though, because we can call it the slimy, slutty Christmas. <laughs> that's <laughs> legit. That's a T-shirt waiting to happen, Brooke. That is so good. <laughs> Just like Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell, like, French kissing on the back of it. And it's like, it's a slimy Christmas movie. <laughs> yep. <laughs> With bad color it. blocking. Yep. Holding hands as third base. <laughs> <laughs> Will Ferrell jumping up and down on the bed behind Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> you guys are making me like this. Oh my goodness. <laughs> we apologize to everyone not from Utah County and you, Melissa, for this. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Best side character. Uh, I mean, is Octavia, Octavia? a main character? Octavia. Yeah. I think yeah. she's a side character. Yeah, it's her. Is she? Yeah, it's her. Um, or the Ghost of Christmas Past. <laughs> she's been yeah. my hero. Yeah, <laughs> I like the Ghost of Christmas Yet to Come. Tracy Morgan. He's great too. Precious. Good casting on the rest of the ghosts, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like I, I agree with you. If you if you change Will Ferrell's character, you have a really unique group of ghosts. Which I liked a lot. And then Marla from HR was a little over the top, but also um, <laughs> that, that was fun. I liked her sliding morals. Yes. <laughs> I like her sliding not, morals. Not slimy, not, not, yeah. She... <laughs> slimy and slutty. She's like, <laughs> you know, she did it right. So you know, HR is fine with all the details you want to give us. <laughs> uh, okay, I like this movie again. The color blocking sucks, but now it's now I'm back. I hate you guys for making best, me like best it. Best song. Yeah. We all agree it's good afternoon. Right? Good afternoon. Yeah. Good afternoon. Yeah, I, I mean, think that if if there's any lasting uh, impact of this movie. I, I mean, I don't, it's weird because I don't see people being like, oh, you know, we have to watch Spirited again this year. That's the new tradition. Um, I, I think the only like lasting cultural impact of this is Good Afternoon. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to say this for the, the two people who didn't like it and the one and a half of us who were getting sleepy. Any song in the first 40 minutes. Cause after that, it nobody watched <laughs> any any song that happened in the first act was this was the best song because that's when it should have ended. How about that? Uh, yes. Um, okay. Best kill or death. <laughs> Karen. Karen. Yeah. Karen getting killed. Karen getting sucked into the bog of her own, you know, terrible decisions. I was going to say our chat after Melissa dropped the holy shit, there's oh, another song last yeah, night. That <laughs> that is, was, that's oh, the, no. that's the best wrong. That's, that's right. <laughs> the death of the chat after Melissa found <laughs> music. No one, no one responding. It's just that gif of the monkey who's like giving side, like knowing side eye, like, uh oh. <laughs> no one. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
okay, <laughs> is this a good movie? What the fuck? You gonna ask me that? <laughs> Sorry. I feel so like I made no. my point. Melissa answered for me. Yeah. Okay. I think I'm it is both naughty yes. and nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. sorry, Andy. Yeah, no, you go ahead. Yeah. I was gonna say both naughty and nice because that's my rating for Christmas movies. Aw. It was, naughty, in a nice it was way. naughty and how bad it was, it was nice when it was over. Aw. Here, here. I love you, Melissa. <laughs> My favorite death JB... was Ryan Reynolds, by the way. <laughs> and it was actually dead. I loved that. Uh, oh, yeah. J- JB, um, yeah. Do you, yes, good movie or no bad movie? Um, it is almost the exact epitome of you could go either way depending on how you watch it. It's right? mid. Yeah. Like I watched it by myself and it was fine. It was good, right? It was fine. I, I was doing stuff in the background and, you know, I'd turn when there was something funny or right. Like banter. Um, but for the most part, I just kind of didn't focus too much on it, but like Brooke, to your point, if I'd have watched it with, you know, I don't know if the kids would have watched it or, you know, maybe it would shift me to the other side, but watching it, by yourself with someone who really likes Ryan Reynolds, I thought, I th- yeah, I would probably swing to the good side. But you know, if I'd had to watch it with my mom or something, eh, I don't know. She would we have stayed all the way through? I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I mean, the fact that we can't say like this is something we want to put on, like the family's getting together, we're all gonna hang out, let's put on a Christmas movie. No one is saying, hey, let's watch Spirited. Fuck that. that I think that. <laughs> I mean, that, but that's telling about, you know, where, yeah, where we sort of come down on this. Well, and you're um, also, you're all dealing with, it's like, you know, how hard do you have to work to make a Halloween movie that you would watch over the 10 other Halloween movies you watch every year, right? Like, it's it's tough to break through christmas because everybody has their traditions and things so i i just did want to give spirit yeah. credit for trying but yeah spirit is not going to break my top five of christmas movies i watch every year right like you can't what? you know you're not going to put it above the muppets christmas carol never right? oh, no. yeah no, so definitely it's just, it's just hard to yeah like anytime a guy wears tight pants it's not david bowie in labyrinth so it just automatically takes second or third so <laughs> that's true. And there's no color blocking on that. I just like how everybody went. Oh yeah, mm. <laughs> we all took a minute there. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that for a second. I mean, David Bowie in a Christmas musical. Oh with, God, with those tight pants. With those tight pants. Yep. And the glitter. Oh yep. God. Sorry, my heart just skipped a beat. <laughs> You could even color block him bad, and he would still look good. <laughs> he's he's anorexic as the girl in White Christmas. That's more the heroine. One of those, yeah. Um, okay, is the main character a good person? Uh, Fuck this question. question. God damn it. Yes. He's better I than mean, Bill if- Murray and Scrooge. 
<laughs> By the end, they're they're pretty okay people. <laughs> I mean, if, if if the question is Will Ferrell is the main character, then I think yes, he proves that he is. But yeah, I is think Ryan that... Reynolds? I mean, I guess. But, but, but in if this we're case, going in this movie, I don't care. Yeah, I was gonna wait. I was waiting for that. Like, does it matter who? Does it matter who? We're going with the point of the movie. Isn't the point that they're both good and bad, and that they don't get to be defined as one or the other? Yep. Yep. That line is not so clean. They're just spirited. (laughs) They're just slimy, (laughs) slutty people like the rest of us. Yep. For thirty million dollars, they'll be as slimy and slutty as you want them to. That's right. Also, sign us up for that. Can we get some of that slimy, slutty Christmas money? (laughs) I would. I would learn to. to, Yeah, it's like I would learn to tap dance for that. I would do Um, more than tap dance. (laughs) And finally, Brooke has already answered. (laughs) <laughs> Brooke has already answered this, but should we show this to children? Not Brooke's children. <laughs> not Brooke's children. Obviously not Brooke's children. <laughs> um, it's funny. Until you guys talked about it, I would have, but now I wouldn't. I think it's like, probably oh. the age thing again, right? Like, And the and the kid committing suicide. Why do you want to I would bring that up. Yeah. I'd be like, I'm like, there is a, I'm like, spoiler alert, at the end, there is a kid who kills themselves in a vision of a Christmas future. Is that too disturbing for you? Uh, yes or no. But that someone should put a warning on that. It's yeah. like, oh, we're going to sit down and watch a fun family Christmas movie. Uh, eighth grader suicide. What? What the, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like... Yeah, that's good point. So I think that is. I I think the point of that was that online bullying has consequences. And I like like that about it, but I agree that that's a dark place to go in a Christmas movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, could could we have done it with without that and i get that then that has to set up like the the stakes of like we can't we can't let her post that video um but still it's just i mean is a kid dying of getting canceled darker than a kid dying of poverty and tuberculosis um i mean a kid dying is always bad it's like if you had adequate medical care, you know, then he would survive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, different. I, I mean, I, I mean, the, I guess that's the difference between the Victorian era and now. It's like what what are kids facing? You know, they're they're not dying of tuberculosis, but and and poverty, but. Well, some are. Well, your parents yeah. are anti-vaxxers. Mm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, anyway, uh, dark place to leave this movie. I, I like, <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Okay. Merry Christmas, y'all. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. 
Hey, has has anyone seen any other good Christmas Tiny movies or specials or anything that that they've liked this year? No. You mean new or just like Die Hard over and over again? I mean, if if that's what's working for you, Die Hard is what works, man. I mean, I love me you some know. Die Hard. Is is there any new Christmassy? Is there a new Hallmark? Isn't there a new Hallmark? Watch with, uh, Hallmark. Yeah, movie. isn't Brandy in a new one? I heard that one was okay. Okay, <laughs> not good. But... <laughs> well, I, don't, I don't know if anybody goes. Yeah, another five star Hallmark offering, right? I don't know. My mom, my mom watches the Hallmark movies all year round because, like, they do Christmas in July, but they start in June and end right. in August. You know, like they're just like six months out of the year. It's Christmas movies, and she fucking loves those movies. I don't understand them. They all seem the same, you know, right. a city girl with big career gets stuck in a small town for reasons that make absolutely no sense and yeah. finds love with and how to slow down. And, you know, yeah. it's it's the I same love them over and over. I, I can't yeah. I can't do them, um, but she'll uh, she'll watch them all the time. And she I mean, I don't know. If she'd say, oh, five stars. But she thinks they're really good, you know. Maybe not five star, but she'd probably give them at least four stars, you know. Yeah. And there's well, a whole contingent a... of women just like her. That's why they keep making them. Yep. Did you see the lesbian a... one? Yes. Oh, I liked the lesbian one from yeah, last year I thought with it was um cute. with um what's it with with Dan um shoot who's the who's the guy Sorry. the the uh, yeah. What's the name of that movie? It's good. It's the country one. Um, Past Christmas? No. What's it called? Lesbian. Uh, here, hang on. I didn't know there was a lesbian one. I might there's, actually watch that. Yeah, it was. It was good. There's two. Um, there was one happiest season that was like, eh. Oh, okay. Happiest season? Is that what it's yeah, called? Yeah, I know. I did see that, but that's not a Hallmark movie. I thought you meant Hallmark put a lesbian on. I was like, whoa. That's like really progressive for them. It wasn't I that thought, on Hulu yeah. or something. I think that wasn't, was a Didn't Hallmark do one though? The girl who went back to her family's farm and the the farm hand that was working with her brother to save the farm and the two of them met online and then they realized that it was each other that they had met and then they fell in love while they were there after fighting each other. Is that looking for her? Is that what that one was called? I don't remember. I can't remember anything. My brain is useless. They well, they just kind of all run together. That's the thing. Is like you know, I've watched so many. I can't remember which one was good, and like which one was just tolerable. Like I remember watching oh, Candy Cane yeah. Lane, which Andy panned in the group chat, and being yes. like, "This is this is acceptable." Um, <laughs> But I think there's no. That is like... boring. That movie is boring <laughs> AF. <laughs> okay, so yeah, last year's was the Holiday Sitter, and this year's is Friends and Family Christmas. Yes, yeah. I think I watched Xmas and it was okay. Oh, the yeah. Family Switch was cute. I like that one. Oh, I have hated that one. We had to stop it. Oh, but we're trying to get through it. Boy. We're finding it's okay. I'm a hater. No, I'm sorry. If, it, if your instinct is to turn it off, then you should listen to that. I have a very high tolerance for schlock, especially if I it's packaged do in with Christmas, Christmas I liked Happiest Season, and I liked, um, 
what I'm trying to find the the farm one. I thought it was okay, but I feel like that's all of them. I was like, yeah, how are you going to nail that down? The one that I liked from this year was uh, the Naughty Nine on Disney Plus. You did like that one. I haven't even seen that yet. Is it's worth it's, watching? It's, it's. I mean, don't expect too much from it. But it's nine kids on the naughty list, and they do a heist movie. It's a heist movie where they try to steal from Santa to get the presents that they didn't get. So it's got kind of a funny edge. It. They shot the movie. It's like. If you took the Tim Allen, the Santa Claus, and then like Guy Ritchie bullet train type aesthetics and like mashed the two of those together, if you think that that would work for you and you want to see kids doing a heist at Christmas, then I don't know if that, if that's interesting to you, it, it might be okay, but it's, it was, it was at least kind of fun. Nice. I was, really liked Single All the Way. I don't know if I've seen that one. Single All the Way. That sounds appropriate for me. <laughs> Same. I, I gotta give a shout out to Jeannie, even though it was ridiculous and oh, yeah. nonsensical was... or nonsensical. It was it had really funny moments. And the Hannah Waddingham Home for Christmas uh special. I I did not watch it, but I listened to it while I was uh, decorating the tree, and I thought it was lovely. Oh. And it has a bunch of people from uh, from Ted Lasso like making special appearances, so that made me very happy. Which one was that? It's the Hannah Waddingham, I think. It was on Apple TV. Oh. She plays the owner of the football club in in Ted Lasso. Oh yes, yes, I saw that. She also plays the shame lady it. in Game of Thrones. Shame. Shame. Yeah, yeah. The shame lady. Barry Bostwick is in Single All the Way. All right. It's okay, really I'm going to try to watch this. Ooh, the Doctor Who anniversary specials are apparently Christmas movies, according to TVGuide.com, and those are all really good. Really, I've really not good. gotten to watch them yet. Okay. Oh, they, I'll they get, bring back I'll get like them. yeah, they bring back like beginning Doctor Who fun. Oh, and so I feel like it's a Doctor Who. I don't know how I forgot that. It's the two lesbians at the ranch it's called Christmas at the Ranch. Nice. Christmas. Melissa, you would hate it. Don't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> You'll hate it so much. <laughs> I love that you guys always warn me or you can be like, you know, it's like you're trying to make sure I don't have an aneurysm or something. <laughs> I don't really care about you. Yeah, always looking out for me. I love you. <laughs> oh, golly. I thought that was about Wonderful. Hidden Valley, so I'm glad you warned me. <laughs> it's like, ooh, a salad maker. I'm all over this. If you see the movie um, The Christmas Karen, don't watch it. It's Which probably one? Christmas Karen. It's the ooh, Christmas Carol oh, done with white Karens. Oh, cool. and no thanks. It is, like, I think Prudence and I made it 12 minutes, and both of us are like, this is too fucking much. Like, you can't, there's nothing. It's worse than spirited. It's horrible. Oh, so don't wow. watch that. That sounds awful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Unless you truly hate yourself. 
you just need the beginning with Rose Byrne, and that's it. Just watch, just watch that. That's Rose Byrne. Oh wait, that's a different movie. My fault. <laughs> Rose Byrne. Always the sled. <laughs> anyway, uh, okay, that's it. <laughs> um, we're that, that's it. Um, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah. Happy whatever you're celebrating. Happy Kwanzaa. Um, yep. Yeah. We're um, we're coming back with a special holiday treat because nothing says celebrating the holidays like a little bit of Hanks and Ryan. Uh, so um, Joe versus the volcano is up next. Such a palate cleanser. Been waiting for it so long. Hey, wait, Melissa, have you seen Joe versus the Volcano? I haven't. (gasps) You're going to hate it so hard. Yeah, I was waiting for it. Oh, no. It's going to be like the best, like, like the the cheap rosé that you mix into like a a sangria and then sugary sangria. Oh, so good. It's the sangria you get in the Signoral pop soda pop bottle instead of actual sangria. <laughs> yeah. And, but it's Fun. it's like one of those things where it's like, I know this is terrible, but I love it. So I'm looking forward to Melissa blowing up the group chat with how much she hates yeah. it. <laughs> Would you like to hear one of yeah. my poems? <laughs> nice. This is one of the most divisive movies I have ever encountered people either love or hate this movie and yeah or have forgotten it existed but it's the the first collaboration between tom hanks and meg ryan and then round about the new year we will do sleepless in seattle and then we will start 2024 with um uh you've got mail yeah so um that's that's going through the holidays oh and um, Brooke, we will have to do the shop around the corner on the Patreon. The shop around the corner. Yay. So, yeah. Are we going to watch the, uh, the version, the musical version with Zachary Levi? Huh? Of which? There's a very, a somewhat disappointing musical version with Zachary Levi of shop around the corner. Really? Yeah. No. I don't know. We, I don't... we will not watch that on the Patreon. I just am going to mention that it was made. I don't. I don't think so. Like unless, unless no. something happens at the holidays that makes me very, very jolly to like, <laughs> make me able to to yeah. deal with Zachary Levi doing a musical of the shop around the corner. I do not. I do not believe so. But we shall see. <laughs> I thought they did. Did they just do that on the? Did they bring that to theater though? I thought they only did that on Broadway, because it wasn't it called like "She Loves Me" or something. I think they did like a a fathom event sort of thing where they recorded the play. Oh, because I don't ever remember seeing that outside of the the Broadway event. But yeah, uh, unless they burned all the copies, I think it is deep into the internet. Yeah. And my flexor. Boy. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Well, that's it. Uh, Joe versus the volcano. Get your orange soda and um, 
questionable oh, takes on indigenous culture. Um, oh, fuck. Ready. I'm sorry about yeah. that. Oh, boy, boy. Uh, and that's it. Everybody have a wonderful holiday season and uh, a, a very hearty good afternoon to this movie. My God. <laughs> <laughs>